It's my privilege just to spend a few minutes um, reflecting on the person of Jesus, the person that we've been singing about, the person that during this time of Advent we wait for the arrival of, the person who we celebrate the birth of at Christmas, and the person who we've just heard in that reading is referred to as the Prince of Peace. In the Central American country of Honduras, there is a famous bridge called the Choluteca Bridge. It spans 500 meters across the Choluteca River. Now, because of its location, it was so important that this bridge was built to the highest specifications because the country of Honduras regularly sees powerful hurricanes. So lots of care went into building this bridge. And indeed, the bridge was put to the test when Hurricane Mitch, the second most powerful and most deadly hurricane on record, swept through the country. But the engineers had done their job incredibly well, and though the wind and the rain hammered the bridge, it stood completely intact. However, this happened. The river moved. <laughs> the bridge stood perfectly intact, but Hurricane Mitch diverted the course of the river. It's a bit inconvenient, isn't it? You can imagine everyone the next day on their daily commute or the school run. Makes things slightly tricky. The river moved. What happens when the river moves? What happens when we've got everything planned out and under control? And then the river moves. Do we lose our sense of peace? You know, I was planning for this to happen, but then this has happened. What happens when we lose our job? Or maybe the diagnosis comes or a relationship breaks down. Though we've done everything in our control to safeguard our peace, the river moves. I've been watching a lot of Christmas films recently. Anybody else started that at the moment? When I say I've been watching a lot, I mainly mean I've been watching The Grinch every day with the children for the last week. But from all the Christmas films that I've seen, I understand Christmas is supposed to be a peaceful time, right? A season of peace and goodwill, where there's a cozy home, presents under the tree, winter spice lattes, ice skating, it's where families get together, isn't it? Put aside the differences. Where the office secret Santa brings a bit of light relief. And we all love that last minute trip into Lush to buy the bath bomb for Auntie Linda. We've all done it. We've all done it. Peace on earth, right? Now, some of us may indeed experience peace at this time of year. There's something wholesome, isn't there, about pausing and resetting and feasting with friends and family. But for others, this season may simply highlight a lack of peace. We reflect on the year and see global instability. We see war and not peace. The cost of living crisis puts a strain on our finances. We experience the stress of will I have enough, not peace. The pressure of Christmas presents sometimes, comparison and not peace. But perhaps most widespread and telling of all is the lack of peace we can hold sometimes in our minds and our bodies. Thoughts which often no one else knows about that weigh us down and disrupt our peace. 
And yet, into these realities that we face, Christmas brings us face to face with the person referred to as the Prince of Peace. That because of Jesus, we can have peace with God. You know, as the angels announce the birth of Jesus, they say, glory to God in highest heaven and on earth, peace. Jesus then grows up to become a man and he says to his disciples, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. So don't let your hearts be troubled and don't be afraid. Then later in the New Testament, we are told to let the peace of Christ rule in our hearts. Whether you come here every week or just occasionally, or whether you've just been dragged here by a friend today, or even maybe passing by and wanted to come in to feel a little Christmassy, you are just so welcome. Our heart is simply to share with you something of the peace of God this evening. And equally, whether you're the most peaceful you've ever been, or the most in need of peace that you have ever been, I believe that Jesus, the Prince of Peace, wants to offer you a fresh understanding this evening of his peace. I wonder if you've got any books on your Christmas list this year. Maybe another Jamie Oliver one to add to the collection. They're always half price, have you ever noticed that? I've never seen a full price Jamie Oliver book anywhere. Amazon Kindle, the research there, they actually keep track of all the books people read and all the verses or the lines in those books that are highlighted. And that research tells us the most highlighted verse of the most popular book in the world, the Bible, is Philippians 4, 6 to 7, which says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The most popular line in the most popular book, people long for the peace of God. A few years ago, I went scuba diving in the Canary Islands. Now, I'm okay at swimming, but I'd never been actually scuba diving before. And I started off fairly confident. I looked the part in the gear, as you could imagine. Um, but as we started to go down a little bit deeper, I thought, I'm actually a bit out of control here. Um, it's actually quite a long way down. I'm looking around thinking there could be sea creatures. I don't know what this is. I've forgotten the hand signals for help. Would I be able to swim to the top if my air ran out, etc.? But what made the difference for me? The reason that I was able to still experience peace in that situation was that I was keeping my eyes on the instructor. If I could see him, I felt safe because I trusted him. As long as I was in the presence of the instructor, I could keep peace, even surrounded by potential stress. The peace of God on offer transcends the situations that we find ourselves in. We've called it a defiant peace because the peace of God resists. It stands up against and overcomes our instincts to panic and doubt and fear and worry. Jesus, the Prince of Peace, if you like, is the ultimate instructor. In his presence, we can find peace, even when surrounded by stress. Philippians chapter four again says, the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts 
and your minds in Christ Jesus. I wonder where you go or what you turn to when the river moves. I wonder what it would look like right now for you this evening to know the Prince of Peace and to experience true peace in whatever situation you find yourself in. I believe this peace looks like three things. Firstly, it looks like peace with God. We're currently in the depths of the school nativity season and I've come to realize on reflection that who you are in the, t in the school nativity is probably the single best predictor of how your life will actually turn out. <laughs> there are some people who are asked to be Mary and Joseph, right? Then there are other people who are asked to be shepherds and wise men. Then there are people like me who was asked to be a tube of toothpaste. <laughs> it's a real photo, there you go. I turned out all right, okay? Proud moment, mum and dad. The Christmas story, despite what the school nativity might tell you, doesn't actually begin with the shepherds or the angels or even with Mary and Joseph or even with a tube of Colgate. But it begins at the very beginning of the Bible when God promised to win his people back. Despite our attempts to walk away from God, he said, I will not let you go. And through the Old Testament, we see God's people eagerly waiting for God to dwell amongst them again. And the words we heard read earlier from the prophet Isaiah were written 700 years before the birth of Jesus, yet contain incredible detail on the specifics of his birth, of this coming king, the Prince of Peace, the one who would come and restore us to relationship with God. That was God's plan all along. The biblical words for peace they mean to join or bind together something that has been separated. They carry this sense of wholeness and completeness. Because when you put your trust in Jesus, you find peace with God as you're brought back home, back together with the one who made you and knows you and loves you. Secondly, Jesus offers us an inner peace. He doesn't just deal in abstract theological peace, but the actual experience of peace right here and right now. You know, when Jesus was on earth, earth, many people missed him for who he actually was because they were expecting a savior, a king, a warrior who would establish peace by force, overthrow the government and the authorities and the Romans and bring about peace that way. But Jesus went way, way beyond that kind of temporary peace. When he came to earth, he didn't go after people's politics, but after their hearts. He freed people's minds and hearts to have an inner peace amongst the chaos. You see, peace is not simply the absence of stress, as lovely as that may be, but the total reorientation of every circumstance around the presence of Jesus. And that kind of inner peace means that when the river moves, your world doesn't fall apart because the Prince of Peace is with you and has gone ahead of you and loves you and is for you. The invitation for each of you tonight is to let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. I'm guessing many of you will have a bit of an interest in the World Cup at the moment, maybe less so if you're from Wales. 
But if you've ever watched a football match or other sporting event, you'll know that a team can be screaming for a penalty. The fans can be jumping out of their seats screaming for a penalty. The manager and the substitutes can be up jumping around saying it's a penalty. But the only voice that matters is the voice of the referee. When the Bible says, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, it's using a sporting term there to mean the decision that a referee makes. In other words, no matter what other voices and circumstances are speaking into your life or at times shouting into your life, it is the voice of Jesus, the voice of truth, the voice of peace that has the final say. It's the only voice that matters. And we could have an experience, an inner peace right here and right now by allowing the peace of Christ to rule in your heart. Finally, Jesus offers us peace with others. You know, as well as having peace with God and an inner peace, God deeply cares about us living at peace with one another. Now, peace doesn't mean the complete absence of any conflict. You know, we're always going to disagree with people, aren't we? But rather, peace is the presence of a reconciling spirit, a defiant peace that says, my love for you trumps our differences. My desire to be at peace with you outweighs the tension between us. And you may say, well, Tom, that's very nice for you, isn't it? You're a nice Christian hanging out in church with all your Christian pals and drinking tea. But have you met my family? You know, have you met my coworker? Have you met my neighbor? You know, I may not know the details of your situation, and I actually don't drink tea. I don't know the details of all of your relationships, but I know a God who does, a God who suffered with us and for us on the cross who knows what it's like to be rejected, dismissed, and hated, and yet remain at peace. When you bring to mind situations and relationships that maybe don't feel peaceful, that lack that sense of wholeness and completeness, we can sometimes cry out to God wanting to be airlifted, helicoptered out of the situation that we're in. Yet instead, more usually, God parachutes in to join us, to stand with us and give us peace as we fix our eyes on him. And ultimately, that is the message of Advent, the message of Christmas. It's the story of a God whose love meant he didn't stand far off in heaven, but came to join us in the mess and the mayhem of this world, that we might find peace with God, with ourselves, and with each other. As I just come into land and reflect on 2022 as a whole, I think the year will be most notably remembered for the death of Queen Elizabeth II. And in 1953, just in order to prepare her for her coronation, the Queen was presented with a small book of private devotions by the then Archbishop of Canterbury. And in it reads these words. I may be carried to the heights above of exaltation or the depths of difficulty and depression, but the peace of God will never leave me. Above all, God has taken me into his peace and I praise him for his being what he is, 
for his goodness, his enabling power, and the certainty of his unfailing love. Here at St. Mary's Christmas 2022, we simply want to welcome you, to encourage you, to point you to Jesus who offers you his peace. The baby born in Bethlehem 2,000 years ago, 2,000 miles from here, lived and died and rose again for you and for me. That you may live at peace with God, reconciled to him. That you may experience an inner peace that is independent of the circumstances you face. And that you may have peace with others that defiantly says, love wins. The story of Christmas is that God comes to you because he loves you, because he loves you, because he loves you. So in a moment, we're going to light a candle, if you would like to do that, and enter into another song. But before we do, if you feel comfortable joining in, then I invite you to take a moment to pause and receive God's peace. You may find it helpful to be still, take a deep breath, and invite the peace of God to wash over you. 